You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here, 6.15 p.m. Central Time, right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. And if you miss it, we have you covered in podcast form the next day on Apple and Spotify. But however you're listening, make sure you're liking, subscribing, giving us a good review because we never want you to miss a new episode. My name is Chris Shad and I'm a contributor at the Viking Age as well as Zone Coverage and Bring Me the News. On your right is my co-host, Adam Patrick, who is the managing editor of the Viking Age podcast. We are in full swing at Vikings training camp as the pads came on today. So, Adam, first question right off the bat. You excited for some banging and clanging on the field? Of course. This is where we find out, you know, if the if, if all the the surprise players from the first few days are, are for real, if they can... Uh, they can stay healthy for the rest of preseason. You know, we've heard a lot about Andrew Booth Jr. making some noise, but he's been known in the past to to get banged up a little bit. And uh, Irv Smith Jr. as well. Uh, Padsy went on today, and he had to leave uh, exit practice early with a with a trainer. No word on that yet, but uh, hopefully it's nothing too serious. Hopefully it's just like some some hydration issues or cramping. But uh, right now we we don't know. But yeah, of course I like. I like getting the pads on because then we can kind of tell more with the like the whole team gets involved, the defensive line, the offensive line. Uh, things get more physical in terms of the receiver and DB battles. Um, and uh, yeah, pads are pads are more fun. You get to get to learn more about the team and, and what they're probably capable of. At this point, it's just baby steps towards the regular season for me. So. Right now you have pads coming on, right? I mean, we had camp starting last week. Now we got the pads coming on. Soon we're going to have a preseason game. Then you go to the second preseason, then third. Then you have roster cuts and everything else. Just leading up to September 11th against the Packers. So, I mean, the longer this goes, I don't want to say the better. But, I mean, with each step, you gradually get more excited. I'm already jacked for the season to begin. I didn't think I would be like three months ago. But, I mean, just hearing all the things that are coming out of training camp, the vibes right now are so much better than they were a year ago. It's the word. Yeah. And and it just, I I like that. 
I like that. If everybody's feeling good, I mean, everybody's like, well, they haven't lost a game yet, but who cares? Like, right. honestly, at this point, I would rather have them going into the season like this sunshine and roses, not losing a game rather than last year, not lose. They didn't lose a game at this time last year either. And they all wanted to like fight each other. So th- this is good. Yeah. I'm curious to see how they do in the preseason, because I remember, I feel like Zimmer kind of took that. He took it pretty seriously. Like he wanted to, to win those games. And I'm sure, you know, Kevin O'Connell probably does as well, but I'm curious to see like how much he really puts into, you know, winning a preseason game as, as much as he does just evaluating players on the field, which is what those games should be used for. But it seemed more like, wasn't it, was it the preseason game where, where Mike Zimmer went for two or whatever after Daniel Carlson missed an extra point? Yep. Um, and he wanted to send a message to his kicker in the preseason. Um, so yeah, he might've taken those games a little more serious than, than most people probably should. So I'm curious to see how Kevin O'Connell approaches those, but yeah, I think their first preseason game is, I want to say the 14th or 15th, 16th around there. So Uh, we got about, yeah, I got about two weeks, so Mm -hmm. it'll be here before we know it. (laughs) I'm just thinking about the week 18 game and Mike Zimmer being like, I win games. And it's like, ah, yeah, well, I think the Owen 16 Browns went four and oh in the preseason. Was that the Lions? The Lions Lions did. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you're just looking for individual players. You're looking for somebody to, you know, uh, what's the spark? Yeah. So somebody, somebody to show up and just make themselves known on the field. Um, we'll stick with Egan for now and what's going on over there. Because over the weekend, the Vikings asked fans not to shoot film during practice. And uh, predictably, they did it anyway. Because, <laughs> you know, got to get our Twitter followers up. Got to get so the likes. Ha- Yeah, they had signs all over TCO Performance Center this weekend telling spectators to be a part of the team and everybody LOL'd. And uh, one example was Vikings territory writer Sean Borman, who filmed a route by Justin Jefferson. Seemed pretty harmless, right? Nothing wrong there. And then the dark world of the internet went into their Sean McVay folders and went, this is the exact play. Mm -hmm. They should have just added the Packers. You know, just like, hey, man, what's up? (laughs) So... Yeah. So are the Vikings overreacting to this or do you think that there's something to, Hey, don't do this. Help us out. I mean, their NFL teams, their coaches are going to be paranoid. Um, you know, they're, they want control. They think they can control the the fans, whatever they do. They can't, uh, there's just too many to do that. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's interesting that the, some of the people would like, the people that are recording have like thousands of followers and they're just assuming that, you know, the Vikings probably aren't going to contact them uh, for, for posting things when, you know, it's a privilege to go to training camp as much as, you know, it's your right as a fan or whatever. It's still a privilege. They can kick you out if they want to, they can look you up and, and email you and be like, Hey, you can't do this or you can't come. So I think it's just interesting, but I did notice that the, most of the people who were recording on, on Sunday or Saturday, whenever it was that, They've resorted to just some some descriptions of what's going on in the field, maybe some some photos here and there, so it's not as blatant. Um, so that's good because um, I think a lot of they, I think they got a lot of blowback from from some of the fans being like, "Hey, do we really need to record every single play that they run and practice and post this? Like, is this who's this helping? It's not helping the Vikings um, because they already have film of it. Um, it's only helping people that aren't there at the practice who could be other teams. Not that I think like." The Vikings are running their whole entire like 
offense in uh, in training camp, but you can sort of see what they're thinking of doing as far as formations. And maybe, you know, I saw a couple instances where Justin Jefferson got like some jet sweeps or whatever. And, you know, so teams will be more aware of that. And just it's uh, it's a lot easier to, I feel like, be prepared if you see a video clip compared to just photos, which, you know, a lot of the beat reporters, uh, they just, yeah, they just describe what's going on in the field. And uh, I think that is, yeah, just policy for, for the media anyways. You can't record video unless it's like during drills. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think Sean's video was like intended to like, well, I mean, some people are like recording all 22s, <laughs> yeah. like from the top of the stadium, yeah. which I think that that's a little wild yeah. in my opinion. But I mean, something like, Hey, look at this route by Jefferson. That's all he meant to do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, people are going into their Sean McVay file. And I, and I <laughs> think that the Vikings are at a bit of a disadvantage here because Sean McVay's offense has been. So study. I mean, when you're the Jesus Christ of coaching, like Sean McVay is, people are going to try to emulate you. They're going to try to put staples of that into their playbook. So for a guy like Kevin O'Connell who comes from that tree, people are looking at, hey, what's he going to do? What's he going right. to put in there? There's that layer of entry. That being said, Kevin O'Connell's not going to spill the entire playbook during no. training camp. Yeah, he's, like he, what, he's even said that, that he's not he's yeah. going to run bland plays when fans are there. Yeah. So, so, well, and here's the thing. Think of it this way. So if we're sitting here going like, man, like we could tell what he's running right now in training camp. What else does he have planned? Right. Like a, what else does he have planned? And B, how boring was the offense last year where it was just mm-hmm. like, oh man, they're, wow. They're running, they're running motion and jet sweeps and whatever. Like, <laughs> remember when everybody lost their minds over Justin Jefferson lining up in the backfield on one play and oh, they never yeah. did it again. You know why they never did it again? Because probably Mike Zimmer went right to Clint Kubiak and be, you know. Don't do that. It, it's it's they score like, a touchdown uh, on that play? Yeah, they did. Because yeah. Jefferson came out of the backfield and caught a pass, I believe. Yeah. Um, it, It's like in Major League when Willie Mays Hayes makes the catch by his hip and he goes back to the uh, dugout and Lou, Ro- or it's not Lou, Lou Brown. I was going to call him Lou Brock, but that's not right. <laughs> Lou Brown sitting there is like, nice catch, Hayes. Don't bleep and do it again. Like, that's basically what happened there. So, I mean, fans I was, are going yeah, to fan like you mentioned, but yeah. I, I don't think the whole playbook's coming out during training camp. No, it's not. He said, yeah, like he said, he said previously, it's going to be when fans are there, when media's there, whatever, it's going to be bland. Uh, he's not going to give anything away. And, you know, it's just, <laughs> I think fans have to be careful too because you know the vikings can you know maybe next year that they, they don't like that the fans are recording so they reduce the amount of practices that fans can attend and they can do that people can get mad but they can do that that's their choice if they feel like that's what they need to do to improve their chances or whatever which i don't think so i don't think what whatever happens in a practice in july or august is really gonna help you in november um but yeah a lot of the stuff they're running is pretty bland um i do think it's interesting for, for, from the most part what i've seen a lot of shotgun a lot of shotgun uh compared to the old kubiak style offenses which was more under center more play action oriented and this one just seems just like get the ball and fire fire away don't take too long just get out of your hands which i like which is which is what should happen because it gives it gives kirk cousins less time to think which is 
something that he needs because if he gets back there and he can't find anyone open enough for him, then that's when he starts to to falter. And so this should this should help him out. But um, in my heart, I don't I don't really have a problem. I like seeing the highlights, but I can understand why why people like coaches and stuff like we don't we don't want that because they 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 it's called a game of inches for a reason. So they view it as like any of these clips, if they help the other team in any other way, that could make a difference in the game. I don't think so. Maybe a little dramatic, but that's probably how they're thinking. It's like it's it could game be decided by one point and they could know what plays coming next because that one play you ran in August. Uh, so that's that's probably how they think. Here's the thing. I mean, if teams want to scout the Vikings in training camp, they'll find a way oh, like. Yeah. The Packers want to send over a scout in a Chris Boyd jersey. They'll probably just do it. Like, Belichick's yeah, I'm already a big got a Chris guy Boy in the fan. stands. What's that? I said Belichick's probably already got a guy in the stands. They're playing the Patriots this year. Yeah, yeah, he's probably got he his, for sure do his kid party sure. in the front and I don't know. He's me, pretty yeah, in the front, he's, party in the back. He's pretty noticeable sitting there with like his tongue out and everything. Probably <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 no. Justin Jefferson in the backfield. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, speaking of mullets, Jared Allen's going into the Ring of Honor. How's yeah. that for a transition? Yeah, that was uh, pretty good. Jared Allen's going to be the 27th member of the mm-hmm. Ring of Honor during a halftime ceremony during the October 30th game against the Arizona Cardinals. Allen ranks sixth in franchise history with 85 and a half sacks per pro football reference. Uh, they went back and looked at all of the sacks because it became official statistic in 1982 for whatever reason. Uh, he is 16th in NFL history, but 12th officially with 136 career sacks. The only players ahead of him are Demarcus Ware and Terrell Suggs. Those are the two that are not in the Hall of Fame, rather. Uh, those two probably will be in there. Jared Allen will probably be in there soon enough. So, Mr. Jared Allen, what is your favorite Jared Allen memory? Um, I think it was... It's either the the season where he had twenty two sacks, or it was just that one moment, and I think it was that terrible Monday night game where Josh Freeman started, mm-hmm. but Jared Allen had a sack where he basically reached around the offensive lineman and grabbed Eli Manning by like the jersey and just wouldn't let go of him, and he, like he couldn't see anything, he could just feel Eli Manning on the other side, and he got a sack. So I like that. I always like I liked his performance against the Packers uh, in the Metrodome in '09. I think he had three or four sacks that that night. Um, and obviously, the the infamous incident in the Metrodome against Donald Penn, where you know he's bleeding from from his nose or forehead or whatever. Uh, so yeah, and just always, always the uh, the, the sack sack uh, celebration. It's always a a good one. I don't think anyone has has ever really emulated that. Um, but yeah, he he's he's fun fun player to watch. I don't think he ever took plays off or anything. I felt like he, he was always a hundred percent full steam ahead every play, which I think uh, was, was, which made it really fun to watch him. So yeah, I, I enjoyed Jerry Allen's time uh, with the Vikings. He was the 2009 Vikings version of John Randall. When you think yep. about it, just his yep. intensity, uh, his propensity to make big plays that change the momentum of a game. Uh, kind of towards the end of his tenure, he was kind of playing hero ball with that 22 sack season. Uh, if it weren't for Brett Favre laying down, uh, he'd probably have the record, but that's mm-hmm. another podcast. Um, you know, what I loved about Jared Allen was that he was just hilarious off the field. Like yeah. you saw it on the field a little bit, but I mean, 
the Kenny main main event uh, pieces that he did were absolutely legendary. Cause there's one where uh, they talked about what players do once they're eliminated from the playoffs and Jared Allen sitting there in like a desert or something, just like <laughs> they're talking about like throwing a rock across America. And he's like, what I do, I pick it up, I throw it and I walk <laughs> to it again. And then I throw it again. And when somebody comes up to me, they're just like, Hey man, what are you doing? He goes, I'm rocking America. And I give him some knowledge about foreign countries. Like he had no problem doing stupid little things. And I think he was in that, jackass. That's what I remembered. Well, he was in jackass. I think Which so. One? I think one of the second or the third one, he was in one of them. Uh, he creamed Johnny Knoxville, um, <laughs> just annihilated him. Which was great, but yeah, he was in Jackass, and he did all he did all the like he did photo shoots with like a mullet and just like holding. Well, I don't even remember was he holding the goat or a puppy or something. Um, just yeah, just hilarious stuff. He's a a good good character. He better have a mullet when he goes into the Hall of Fame. He, he still got like, it. You know what? And they should cut the sleeves off of his purple jacket that he's going to get. Just cut, <laughs> just cut the sleeves off. Come on, like. I, I was laughing during his press conference with the media and like, he just stopped and like said like little things. And he's just like, yeah, nice setup. Very old school is very modern in there. And like the planes are flying ahead. He's like, is this Baghdad? Like what's going on here? <laughs> but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't help himself. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's just kind of the guy he is. Uh, <laughs> where in terms of characters in Vikings history, do you think Jared Allen ranks? Uh, he's up there. You mentioned John Randall. He's got to be, he's got to be number one. Uh, he's still, he's still out of his mind. Uh, if you saw the Viking schedule video from this year, he's just the same person <laughs> he was 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, maybe even better because he's got nothing else to do. He punched uh, a horse. Yeah. Well, he just said, an actual horse, he, but he, yeah, he punched the horse and just said, Colts. <laughs> um, that's how he introduced the Colts. Um, I wrote some down. So I got Jared Allen, John Randall, and then like there's some random ones. I think I was hard to like, think in terms of specific mannerisms that make you a kicker uh character you know you got you got brett Favre. he's he's gonna be known for some shenanigans just being overall just goofy on the sidelines uh even randy moss he had a bunch of bunch of fun you get some of those mic'd ups and he's just you know talking about playing playstation and stuff and all that stuff uh chris cluey character for a different reason multiple different reasons um, even Chris Carter just talking trash to people all the time. Uh, you could say Mike Zimmer's a character because he just didn't care about anything that people said. He just destroyed referees if they made a mistake. Say Mike Tice just because he's a buffoon, uh, pretty much. <laughs> uh, you could say Kirk Cousins just because of, of his like antics of just like not really knowing what's going on around him pretty much and not really being able to ever read the room. Uh, and uh, let's go with Chris Boyd. Little, he's got a little, little character in him. He's supposed to be the funny guy. You know, he uh, celebrates. He posts Instagram pictures when he celebrates uh, 15-yard penalties. So, uh, so yeah, those are, those are some of the guys that I thought of. I feel like you're trying to trigger me with that last one. No, I know how much you love Chris Boyd, who's been he's missed a couple practices already this year. It's not helping this case, man. Can't make the can't make the the what the, the team and the club in the, 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 the top. There you go, there you go. Maybe it's a tight asshole. I don't know. But um <laughs> Um 
I would say, I mean, you hit the big ones. John Randall, obviously, was one that yeah. I was thinking of. I mean, it, it's just hard. When you watch any mic'd up video with John Randall, it's just hilarious. Um, How's your kids? How's your wife? <laughs> yeah. He looked up dudes in the media guide yeah. Yeah. to, like, talk yeah. trash about them yeah. during a game. Like, Insane. it does the, the Brett Favre uh, chicken pre-internet commercial, Pre-internet. too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This is He's right. That's he's at home. Commercial. Yeah, he's got to order like this. John Randall just sitting in a library, just like yeah, hmm. yeah. <laughs> John Randall. <laughs> oh man, that that's awesome. Randy Moss, obviously. Moss yeah. was just a. I mean, maybe he just had like four big quotes while he was here, but I mean, yeah. uh, they were all huge. Like mm-hmm. any Viking fan that doesn't know straight cash, homie, it, it's your freaking handle. Like you know. <laughs> I mean, how how can he not be a character? Um, I play when I want to play. Yeah. If you want to go back in the Wayback Machine. Oh, by the way, uh, Pat Williams. Only because of uh, one quote uh, before the 2009 game against the Cowboys. He was talking about Jerry World and how big and shiny he is. And he's like, they got to come up here. We got to roll our windows down with the cranks. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe that's it. But that that Mm. quote always stands out with me. Mm -hmm. Uh. I was watching Luke Braun's History of the Vikings that dropped oh, over yeah. the weekend, I gotta watch which that. is it is fantastic. Uh, if cool. you have not gotten the chance to go look up Luke Braun on Twitter, uh, yeah, he's got the it. link for it, and it is very good. But uh, one of the characters that he pointed out was Jim Marshall, uh, who nearly died in a snowball, uh, excuse me, snowmobile mm. incident in Wyoming. Uh, to stay warm, they had to burn hit the cash in his wallet. Uh, to create a fire and one of the guys with him died uh he also went skydiving and did a whole bunch of other things i think oh i was thinking but yeah jim marshall's still alive yeah so uh that that's a guy yeah i was trying to think of like older guys but it's just hard when you don't grow up with them like i was thinking maybe maybe fran tarkenton was he ever like oh uh jerry burns yeah, Jerry Burns. He had that rant. I I know that. I was thinking yeah. about him, but I didn't know if like that was kind of like. Well, that was his... him. That okay. was his thing. That was not a <laughs> random pop up. Like Jerry Burns, he he cussed like crazy. Yeah. So that that was not uh, a bit. And I feel like Bud Grant was probably just like a character. Like he's his own. He has his own way of being a character. Like even now, going out 2015 with with no coat on and zero degree weather and just. If you ever listen to an interview with him on like the Levitard or something, and he's just like, just, he just, he's Bud Grant. He just like, he talks about his garage sale or whatever. And like, if somebody tries to negotiate you, uh, what do you say, Bud? And he goes, take a walk. Uh, <laughs> it's like, he's just, he's, he's himself. He, he doesn't ever, he's, he's genuine. And I think that's what a lot of these characters have probably in common. Uh, definitely Jerry Allen for sure. So do you think Jared Allen will be in the Hall of Fame someday? Yeah, he should be in next year. Uh, he's been a finalist the last two years, so he's been close. Uh, I'm not sure how someone, you know, props to Richard Seymour or whatever, but I'm not really sure how someone like him gets in before Jared Allen. I feel like Jared Allen was more impressive uh, in his career than, than someone like that, someone like Ty Law. But a lot of these guys get the benefit of the doubt because they want to ring with the Patriots, so they get that. But um, yeah, he should be in next year, if not the year after. Um, I think some people thought he might have been first ballot. That's how that's how good he was when he got to the Vikings. He was just so dominant that time period. 
that he was with the Vikings, I believe, six seasons. He had more sacks than anybody in the NFL. Um, so he was, and I think he made four All-Pro teams. Mm-hmm. So he was arguably the best pass rusher in the NFL during his prime. Um, so he definitely deserves a spot and can definitely should have a mullet on his, his bust and uh, cut the sleeves off the gold jacket too. Yeah. <laughs> Some old people would probably have a coronary. Like, oh, that yeah. thing is sacred. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Or he should just go up with like a fake one and just like rip them off during the, uh, yeah. during the ceremony. Uh, ceremony. That would, that sure. would be tremendous. I agree with you. I, I think like you mentioned, he was one of the best pass rushers in the NFL during his time. Yep. And I think that, you know, that, he definitely deserves to be in the ring of honor. And and he even joked too. Oh, yeah. He's like, I should be there with Kevin Williams, another guy. How how did Kevin Williams opinion. get in before for Jared Allen, by the way? Yeah, how did that's, that happen? that's a weird one. That's I, bad. He was uh, drafted earlier though. I mean, he was drafted in what? Oh, three. He was I the Suggs. Is there a waiting period for the ring of honor too? No, I don't <laughs> know. Hall of Fame. I, I don't know. They were both there a while. Like He's, Kevin Williams, like you barely noticed him. He was good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, six, six time on pro, I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. He was, he was not John Randall, but he was just a different player. He was he, just all around. He was more Daniel Hunter and Jared Allen was more Everson Griffin. Can there you go. That more, more recent comparison. Also, Jared Allen, I don't think if we mentioned, uh, it's kind of like a semi pro curler. Yeah. Um, he and a bunch of other like old football players tried out for the Olympics. I don't know. I don't think they made it, but they they were in the trials and everything. And you know they practice. I think they practice in Minnesota um, when they do it. So yeah, he's a giant person curling uh, on the ice. So that's It'd be that's fun cool. to go curling and just have Jared Allen show that's up with a six pack a, of beer, just like, hey man, what's up? It's <laughs> such a weird sport. Like I don't know. It's it's weird and fascinating at the same time. You're like you're using a broom. Like a, a real, an actual broom to like slow this down. Okay, whatever. I bet it'd be fun. Oh yeah, for sure. I fall on my ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as you get over that, you'll be fine. Yeah. All right. So for our final topic today, we'll talk about the top story in the NFL. Where it's it is nice to not talk about a quarterback named Kirk Cousins, but uh, this is a totally different thing. Uh, Deshaun Watson was suspended by six games by the NFL this morning. Uh, disciplinary judge Sue L. Robinson handed down the ruling in a 15-game report on Monday. She said she looked to determine the difference between violent and nonviolent sexual conduct, said that this, the 25 allegations of sexual uh, assault misconduct or whatever the exact word term is, uh, did not fall in the category of violent conduct. And she said that six games was by four, be, huh, excuse me, by far the most common suspension used in these cases. So what do you think about the Watson ruling? Uh, if you go by past uh, people who've been accused of sexual assault or sexual harassment allegations in the past in the NFL, Ben Roethlisberger and Ezekiel Elliott, they got six games too. Mm-hmm. But... Each of them only had one accusation against them. Deshaun Watson had, let's see, he settled 24 lawsuits against him. Uh, 24, 25, around that range. Uh, Then the Texans settled 30 lawsuits related to him. 
that they were sued for, sued for. Um, so that's a lot more than one, but uh, apparently the only ones that were like this this judge or what, arbiter, I guess you should call her. She's not. She can't be a judge. This, yeah, he, it's not a court of law. But apparently, she was only given like the the cases that were investigated by the NFL, which was like four or five. But then it's like, so you just ignore the other 20, the other 25, like that just doesn't matter because the NFL didn't investigate them. Like, it seems weird to me that that was just just pushed to the side. Like, oh, those don't matter because because the NFL didn't investigate them. So they're they don't they don't exist. Um, so you get six games. It sounds like the NFL is going to appeal that maybe try and get more i think the nfl wanted to suspend him at least 12 games that was the that's the rumor going around 12 games and like an eight million dollar fine Whew, that would that really make a dent in his wallet um but i think mike garofolo of nfl network said that the the league probably plans to appeal i would think that the guy who works for the tv station owned by the league probably knows or has some of an idea what they're going to do so i'd expect them to appeal it maybe eight games what he ends up with but still it's like and then the browns release like this like the owners released this terrible statement where they said that you know we're sorry that people were triggered by this which is like the worst possible word you could use and you know uh deshaun watson has has expressed remorse for what he's been accused of, which is the exact opposite of what the arbiter said in her report that a big reason why she gave him six games was because he didn't express remorse. So it, it was just a terrible statement. The Haslam's are awful owners. They've handled the situation terribly. Uh, and then, you know, the Browns basically have handled it terribly, but yeah, um, I'm not surprised. I wish I wasn't. I feel like, if the NFL came down on this harder, like NFL, like, like a year, give them a year, like just set the standard. Like this is not allowed. This is not acceptable because Calvin Ridley placed one bet when he was injured, a parlay for $1,500 and he suspended for an entire season. Guys have been suspended for entire seasons for smoking weed uh deandre hopkins suspended for six games this year because he tested positive for a banned substance he didn't touch a woman he didn't he wasn't accused of touching a woman sexually or anything same penalty for being accused of like multiple counts of sexual harassment is testing positive for a banned substance there's something wrong with that and something has to be fixed because this is not it's not a good look for the NFL. Not that they care, because as soon as games kick off, everyone's going to forget, and they'll throw this under the rug a couple years. You know, it'll be the Deshaun Watson story. We'll hear about his, you know, we'll get a 30 for 30 and all that stuff. Um, but I, I thought there might be a chance that the NFL might come down harder on this, but I probably should have known better. I got that list. Uh, Tristan Kuhn on Twitter tweeted this out. So Deshaun Watson, six games for 25 sexual uh, violence. He's got SV, so I assume SV means violence mm -hmm. accusations. Uh, his list, 
Darren Waller, 16 games, substance abuse. Josh Gordon, 25 plus games, weed. Martavis Bryant, indefinitely, weed. DeAndre Hopkins, six games, performance-enhancing drugs. Montez Burfkick, 12 games, targeting. Calvin Ridley, 17 <laughs> games, betting. Uh, Tom Brady, four games, deflated mm-hmm. footballs mm-hmm. In, a t- in a game where his team ran for like 300 yards. Mm-hmm. Not that it mattered. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, and let's let's not forget that the NFL initially gave Ray Rice a two-game suspension mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. knocking out his wife in an mm-hmm. elevator. On video. And then when they saw the video, they went, oh, my God, this is terrible. It's like, what did you think this was? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, a lot of people, when I mentioned something about it, because it was rumored that it would be like four to six games about, yep. Yep. I think it was like a month ago. And they were just like, well, it's allegedly like they're alleged. And then they're showing me things like one of them wants to date Watson. One of them wants to do whatever, you know, even if they are allegedly, it's not, that doesn't make it okay. No. All right. Cause you had to have done something to put yourself in this situation. Right. And when it comes to the Browns, Browns are just making a football decision. That doesn't make it right, but they're making a football decision because you know what? This is a football league. They want to make money. They want to win games. They want to do whatever. They don't care about morals. I mean, remember Mike Vick? Mike Vick killed dogs and they put him back on the field. And it was like you said, the Mike Vick story. We're interviewing Mike Vick. You know, by the end of the year, we might have Aaron Andrews sitting down with Deshaun Watson. Just like, man, how did you do it? How did you bounce back from all this stuff, Deshaun? And I don't know, you know, it, it, it just. It, it, it's obnoxious. It's annoying. And, and yeah. like you said, some of these things, they didn't even touch a woman. Touching a woman's not okay. Like Hitting a woman, yeah. like any yeah. of those things, you know, yeah. getting a massage. And here's the other thing. The Texans enabled this. Mm-hmm. They, they, they set all these massage sessions up and then, mm-hmm. you know, Watson starts revving the engine or whatever it is. And here we are. So, I don't know. I, I don't even know like what a number would be, but like six, like using past presidents is probably a method that arbitrators go by, right? Because they're like, okay, what did they do in the past? Yeah. All right. Six games, six games. This is, there is no precedent for this. There is no precedent for this. And and they're going to throw them on there. And I think back to when the Vikings were rumored to have interest in them. And at the time, from a pure football standpoint, I thought I probably was on the show saying this. If you feel like the risk is worth it, take it if you can do it. At this point, like, what are the Browns going to do? Half their fans have left. So, I mean, how much money are you making bringing, I'll say it, a sexual predator onto your roster? Yeah. So, like you said, it's disappointing, but not surprising. And I don't know, like. If they win the Super Bowl, they think it's worth it. Oh, yeah. That's all they care about. And and who will be the person holding the Lombardi trophy? Yeah. Deshaun Watson in the middle of everything in the confetti. I mean, Kevin Stefanski's got daughters. Like, what's he gonna do when they ask him about this? Like, what's he's 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 already in the, the media or whatever, being like, you know, I, I I empathize or whatever with women and stuff. You if you empathize with women, you wouldn't even trade for this guy. Right. You you wouldn't even give him the time of day. This was a football decision. Yeah. This the 100% football decision. Everybody yep. that they didn't care. They said, yep. "Oh, he's not indicted. Okay, whatever." And we should know. We I mean, we shouldn't be surprised 
it's disappointing. It should change, but this is how things have always gone in the NFL. When you're dealing with millions and billions of dollars, uh, winning is always going to come first before over everything, over people on the outside, over human life. You're going to do anything you can to make sure no one gets in the way of you and your money. And that's that's what this is. This is if Deshaun Watson wasn't good, if he was, let's say this, if he was Baker Mayfield, he would not even be on a team right now. He'd be out of the league. He'd but be because, yeah, but because he was rated as one of the best quarterbacks, he's young, he's still got potential. He's getting rewarded, and I, I think the, I think what the NFL did, they, I think they made a huge mistake by not putting him on like the exempt list until all this was taken care of because i think that letting him just be like have a people have a bidding war on this guy who was accused of all this who is accused of all this you know disgusting stuff you know teams are openly but look at the falcons matt ryan was like you guys want him get me out of here like they didn't even get him and he's like get me out of here i don't want anything to do with you guys like just get me out of here um so yeah just a lot of mistakes uh i'm curious to see what happens next but i'm not gonna expect anything significant to to come out of the appeal if there is one and i think the other part that there's that word again trigger that triggers me is that you know this is basically like negotiated I know Watson Watson basically was like, well, I'll sue if you suspend me for the whole year. The NFL made the mistake. You, you mentioned it. They weren't proactive in this. They're yeah. just like, eh, okay, whatever. I mean, Dalvin cook's still playing. He let's, is. Yeah. Let's uh, yeah. not forget yeah. about that. Just has he, has he been all that out there? Uh, has he been criminally charged? He has not. I believe I there's just so. a civil case. I so I don't think civil, there's criminal yeah. charges, but right. It happened. I don't think I don't know if the NFL can can punish you if right. you haven't been criminally charged, which is why teams flocked Watson. to Watson but, when he but was. Why did, but whatever. why did the NFL not look into this? Like once yeah. the number got up to like twenty two, where it was at? Oh, when because they didn't, like, kinda... didn't want to. Because they didn't want to. Yeah, there, there you why. go. <laughs> it's like it's like when you uh, get a term assignment and you have to read a book. And you're like, I'll just read yeah. like the first Spark couple notes. chapters, the middle, t- middle chapter, and the end. Yeah. Like that's basically what they did for their investigation. I had that all the time. I'd fail tests, and and people would be like, "Why? Wow, what went wrong?" I'm like, "I didn't study. I, I didn't want to. It's boring. <laughs> I don't. I didn't want to put the effort in because I didn't care about it. And that's how, yeah. what the NFL is doing. They didn't put any effort in it because they don't care. Because they know when he comes back. Which, by the way, I believe his first game back is Monday Night Football. Uh, that. <laughs> That kind of worked out more perfectly. <laughs> the, I'm sure the NFL didn't have that, that in their mind when they made the schedule. Um, and I believe it's against the Steelers. So, yeah. Rivalry game. Deshaun Watson's coming back. I'm on And his face will be all over the advertisement. Oh, it's going to be the whole week. The whole week. Because ESPN yeah. has Monday Night Football. So, it's going to be the whole week. It's going to be all Deshaun Watson. It's going to be disgusting. Um, and yeah, like it's going to go under the rug. Like in a few years, we're going to see Deshaun Watson on like the Pivot or whatever podcast, or I am athlete, you know, explaining his side. Um, but yeah, it's just it's this it's disappointing. It's just a league that we, a sport that we love to watch, that we enjoy, and it's sad that the NFL can't just do what's right. 
which is just even if he's not guilty, make sure of that. Just make sure of that. That's all people want. If he's not guilty, then make sure of it. Don't just you don't he doesn't settle almost 30 lawsuits because he's not guilty. Right. Like that doesn't happen. If you if he thinks he's not guilty, he's gonna fight in court. But he did it. He was like, fine, whatever. Let's just get rid of this. I'm sure someone was in his ear, like, just take care of it. Get it out of here. It'll it'll be fine. But still, like, it's just disappointing. Like that you would think I would hope that the NFL would do better, but at the same time, we're not surprised. Well, hopefully we have more optimistic stories ahead with the Minnesota Vikings here from uh from here on out, rather. That's all the time we got, though, for the Viking Age podcast today. We do this every Monday and Thursday night at 6.15 p.m. Central Time right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. If you miss it, we got you covered in podcast form the next day on Apple and Spotify. But however you're listening, make sure you're liking, subscribing, giving us a good review because we never want you to miss a new episode. For Adam Patrick, I'm Chris Shad, and we'll see you on Thursday night. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.